That's a lot of fun. And that's where we're heading. But first of all, just something we wanted just to quickly look at. We put it in your book. Sorry. I just wanted to share just a couple of things yep, first. Okay. I knew we had to have something raucous to bring you or you all back from talking. You guys are having fun out there talking. So as I was going around, a few things that came up as I was asking how it was going. One lovely lady said that her and her husband were reminded about how it's all very well to get these things down and learn all these facts, but we still need God in the equation to ask him to help us do this well. And this is so important. I wanted to, I just wanted to thank you for that because this is, we don't want to leave God out of the equation. We've got to bring the understanding and we need his help with this, don't we? You all agree with that? Someone else asked, what about buttons that we don't know how to... Um, when they get pushed, what to do with them. And this is what we got for you, this tool. And this is called Love Talk. This just is so important. Just before you do that though, we did leave a page in the book there called Rules for Conflict. I'll just briefly talk about that because we've only got limited time. Um, we think it's really important to put boundaries in your relationship around conflict. Yeah. We really do. We really think it's important. Otherwise, you can head up, end up in all sorts of areas you don't want to end up in. So for us, we've put certain boundaries around conflict in our relationship. You know, one of them will be that uh, we'll never just go and drive off in a car in a huff. In a huff. We yeah. won't do that. We'll never swear at each other. I'll never hit her. We don't, yeah, we try and have safety in us so that we can talk about it. Sometimes we take time out. And we encourage couples to use these rules for conflict to add to their own thing, to make it safe that when something comes up, feelings and needs, and, and start escalating and you know buttons are getting pushed and you need to talk about it, that you do it in a safe environment, in safety. So we'd just encourage you later on, uh, when you've got some time, to have a look at those rules for conflict and put in what you would want as rules in your relationship, boundaries that you would put in that both of you agree to. But back to what you were saying Love before. Talk. This is a tool. If you can use this tool in your conflict, you will save so much of that crazy cycle and hurt and pain and 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 just frustration with what to do with these buttons. So love talk, listen for L, U is understand, and V for validate. Okay, and we're going, to, we're going to use this example again, we're going to show you this tool, and then this is a tool we use regularly in our um, marriage, um, so that we can work on these buttons. And something happened recently, and it came up, and the background of the situation is when I go home to my hometown is in Blenheim, and when we go home there to visit my family, we rush through. We rush through, and I don't get quality time with my family. And this has been building for a while. It was building. And just recently, I had the opportunity, took the opportunity to do love talk with this situation so that we could talk about it in a safe way instead of me exploding into anger and saying things that weren't helpful. Okay? This could be one of your things on your wish list. It could be one of your buttons that gets pushed. But this is a situation that happened. And so we, I let Cliff know it's time to do love talk on this. And so what, this is what it's done. It's the same reflective listening that you were doing. And we're going to do it here with this situation. 
When you use this tool, you take one topic, only one topic, you can't cover all the topics, one topic at a time, and this is what I, and one person talks at a time. And, this and, we're, is and we're talking about just feelings and needs. Feelings and needs about this one topic. So, so this love talk thing is a superb tool to use if you get yourself into a conflict that you find it's sort of recurring. It keeps coming back. Yeah. Um, so it's a tool that we still use from time to time. We'll actually just, we'll just stop and go, let's just do love talk on this thing. So, Cliff. It's important to be looking at each other when you're doing this thing rather than just <laughs> looking over here listening. Right. When we go to Blenheim, I feel like we rush away from my family. And I just do little bits and get them to repeat it and then I can continue. So what I'm hearing you say is that when we go to Blenheim, we tend to uh, just sort of rush in and rush out. And what I need is time with my family because I, f I know they're getting really old now and I know that the years are, are fragile and I really feel like I need quality time with my family. So they'll be talking about a feeling that she has and a need that she has. So the need, so what I heard you say is that, um, yeah, they're getting older and what I hear you saying is you need quality time with them. Yeah. Um... Then anything I check else. if there's anything else. Anything else? Um, um, yeah, I just feel like you don't like them. But I don't know if that's true or not, but because you don't want to be with them. <laughs> so, it, yeah, I know that they're really hard, but I, and, uh, you know, I just need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that you're not sure that I like them even, and it's it's... It's a bit hard for you to... I didn't quite get that last bit. Yeah, um, it's hard for me to... Yeah, I just need to check what your feelings are because I'm sort of getting wound up about this and I really need okay. to talk it through with so you. So I hear you saying, we just need, to, you just need to hear my feelings on this and, and how we go. Well, yeah, I do love you, Mum and Dad. They're awesome. Hang on. So this is now Cliff's time. I'm finished. Now Cliff's time. Sorry, we're just talking to you. Now it's Cliff's turn to talk. I've finished everything on my side and now Cliff is going to share on this topic. So yeah, I need to be just talking on this topic only. We can't branch off into, well, you know, when we go visit my mum. Can't do that. <laughs> so we're just doing one topic at a time. <laughs> Okay, babe, so when we go to Blenheim and visit your folks, um, it's also a great opportunity, I think, to go and visit some of our friends down there. So what I'm hearing you say is that when you get that opportunity, you also see it as a time to go and visit family, yeah, friends so, down there. So what I need, I guess, is for us to be able to schedule um, time to see our friends. So what I'm hearing you say is that you want us to schedule time to visit friends and not just have time with family. Yeah. So we'll go to a win-win situation. No, Anything no, that, else? That's, that's fine. So now we're going to go to, okay, what's a win-win situation for us in this? So we talked about a number of possibles, and we thought, well, what's a win-win for us? And so we've decided to spend more days, and, you know, we sort of just sort of so drift and drift out in a day. And we're going to spend more days now there and, uh, so that we can get a chance to visit friends. And I just need to be in touch with Jenny to make sure that she feels satisfied with her quality time there. So this was becoming an issue that had been coming round and round. So that's where, in your notes, it's called Love Talk, and it talks you through that. But we need to blend that win-win, and we did. We Let's make more time 
you know, we instead of rushing in another day, we can, we can schedule in some time with some friends. So we've both been heard, we've both heard each other's feelings and needs, only feelings and needs, and now we come up to a win-win solution we are both happy with. Questions? any relationship sure in business too yeah yeah so it's it's letting people have the voice isn't it and hearing their heart and hearing this going deeper than facts and everything it's hearing their heart that level of intimacy and the levels of four and five levels of intimacy where you can share your feelings and your needs so in this situation i was i was sort of blissfully unaware that was this is a something that's building in jenny because we've you know we're married 34 years and we go and breeze in and breeze out but um, this is a situation that's become more and more important to her that I didn't know, and so it was good to have that opportunity just to take time to just, just talk through how that issue is going. And, and there's gonna be more issues along the way. So it's a great tool. So what we wanna do now is to give you a chance to think about your buttons and maybe the wish list and go deeper with that and to reflect, take one topic again. Or, or, or think of a a recurring yep. argument you have, a recurring issue that you've never really solved. And take the time to take just go, let's just talk about that. So you may need to spread out for this one. So one person finishes their feelings and needs, the other person repeats and you change sides and do that. We're going to, yep, spread around, keep it safe. Remember, we have to talk and behave well. Keep Honoring. it a safe environment, honour, value the person bring understanding, hear their heart, and we're gonna bring you back and we're gonna talk about sex, okay? Business time, very soon. We're just gonna give you to finish this off and then we're gonna get into talking about sexual intimacy. Hey, we realize you've only got a few minutes here. This is a, this is a big topic to suddenly grapple in a few minutes, but if you can have a go and then you can practice this later on if need be. If okay. you need help, let us wave to us, we're here to help at any point. We're just gonna wander around if you need a hand, okay? Here we go. So we are gonna talk about sex this afternoon. But what I want you to think about is taking the holistic approach to this thing. So let's imagine, let's just think, you know, we live in a fallen world, what would our life be like if we did not live in a fallen world? It'd be an amazing thing. It's hard to even imagine what it would be like. Now, God created sex for marriage. So in the non-fallen world, what would that look like? Hmm. And that's where we're heading. We want to take the holistic approach that just because sex might be great, or it might not be great, there could be other reasons going on around you that are causing some issue with sex here. Not all the time, and we are speaking in general when we talk about this. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna, can I take it from there? Yeah. That's cool. Um, also, for the singles that are here, um, you won't be working through the book, the pages, so don't panic and think, oh my goodness, look at all these questions. If you feel comfortable after the session, we're going while the couples are talking about uh, sex, you're going together, you're going, we're going to take you as a group and you can ask us questions. 
um, and you can, you know, nothing is too scary, we've heard it all, um, so please, you know, if this is your chance to think, man, I just want to ask somebody this, you know, I really want you to feel that you can. So think of those questions as we're talking, and you've got your chance later in a private time for that. Sound good? Yep. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's talk about it. This is a topic that isn't talked enough about in churches. And we were, we are, we were created as sexual beings. God designed sex as the single greatest force to bring a couple together in oneness. There's no other relationship on earth that has that bonding like that in marriage. And so we want to talk really seriously about this, but then there's a fun side as well that we're going to bring in. And so um, let's just practice this. So sexual intimacy, as God intended within marriage, is not just about bodies getting naked, but about our whole selves getting naked. Okay, thinking about intimacy, so we're thinking about transparency, we're thinking about our whole selves getting naked. So that's emotional, emotional nakedness, emotional as well as physical nakedness. So I uh, just got to work out. Um, there is lots of things, I'm just going to go backwards for a minute. There is lots of things that can affect sex in a marriage that make it not good. And, you know, we've got a, um, a doctor friend and a counselling friend, and we, you know, with a specialist and the sex therapist, and we read their books and that. But there's lots of things that can affect sex. You know, there's drugs, here's the list, you know, like drugs, alcohol, emotional problems, um, especially even addictions affect sex. Physical problems, sometimes there's just pure physical problems, health issues, hormones, um, so many things. So there's not one answer to the subject. And we're generally going to be talking today, um, when we, we're going to give you five incredible, five keys to incredible sex. But before we do, we need to, re to make you realise that we're talking to couples, we are broadly talking, um, assuming that you have a healthy sex life, okay? We just wanted to just, just give a little bit of background before we go into the five incredible, the keys to incredible sex. Um, I just got to thank Dr. Phil. Everyone knows Dr. Phil. is quoted to say, when sex is good, it is 10% of the marriage. When it's bad, it's 90% of the marriage. So, you know, sex is a small part of the marriage until it really goes wrong, right? And there are so many couples out there. We're finding more and more and more couples, young couples um, on their, in their um, year married and that, that are struggling with sex and no one's talking about it and they can't talk about it. We knew a couple that couldn't have sex for a whole year in their first year of marriage and they couldn't tell anybody about it. And there was physical problems but they were devastated, they were too embarrassed, and it's just devastating. We think there's more and more expectations, we're just talking and asking specialists more and more, what is it, why is there so many sex problems out there? And we think, talking to the experts in that, that there's so much more expectation 
now with so much pornography, so many in movies, and young couples enter sex with this great expectation that going to make sex, have sex all night long, you know, like it's just going to be one big and, and arousal's there, and it's just all oh, wham, amazing, you know, there's no, it's just incredible, you know. So we just want to give you some background on that before because it's not like that all the time. Some couples have amazing sex. Some couples have got to work at sex because of garbage that come into their relationship before marriage and that. So before we give you that, that's what we want to go into. So one of the things that we just wanted to cover first that that we really want to encourage you before you can ever experience sex the way that God designed for complete oneness and amazing. Sex can be incredible. But you have to sort out the baggage and remove it. You know, couples who have other things going on in the world stop them from experiencing real intimacy. Uh, maybe it's the way they've been brought up, that they've taught about, been taught about sex, or even guilt from the past. Dealing with abuse, sexual abuse is a big one, and painful sexual history. Um, so if we touch on something today, we really want you to, we're not trying to condemn you or anything, what we want to try and do is encourage you forward to have an incredible sex life of the way that God designed. So if you are somebody, I think this is here, let's see, nope, I'll go back, I didn't have that there. So some of the sexuals are, sexual issues, they say, are most always life issues that get exposed in the nature of sex because sex is so intimate and there's just so much is exposed that these issues come up like if you are not enjoying sex or if you feel obligated to have sex or you feel shamed then um, some people they sometimes they zone out and they disassociate during sex because of abuse and things like that and this can become a habit, and so they get into the habit of disassociating because that's what they needed to do because of abuse. Um, if you find that your regular desire for each other is absent, then we want to encourage you to focus on each other, not the other way, that there's more. We've got answers. You know, maybe you don't find sex relationship, ration, relational or building up and affirming. Um, maybe trust has been broken and there's been... Um, affairs. These are huge, aren't they? And we want to really encourage you guys to consider expert help to remove these things because you can never experience um, enjoyment as way God intended with these things in your life. Cliff, I'm going to leave the next one to you. Come and talk with me. Keeping sex a priority. Wow, Whoa. <laughs> Let's say, let's make that really loud. That was just to wake you up. You and me, babe, every night. <laughs> Priority. Okay, may that be... <laughs> I tell you what, the problem is that the, it's sexless marriages that should be coming a big deal yep. around the world. It yeah, sounds are. weird to me because I love sex, but it's actually becoming quite a big deal. Yeah. Uh, sexless marriage. Sexless marriage is classed as you're only getting it once a month. Okay, that's sort of generally regarded as a sexless marriage. Now, again, we're talking general and we're talking holistic about maybe, maybe you're 95. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's reasonable. But, 
25 years old. <laughs> hey, but let's, let's, let's think about this thing. Sex is a priority. Now, there's a reason for this, and we're going to talk through this. It's not a must, it's not a demand, but we say it's an actually important issue. It God is. made this thing for our enjoyment in our marriage. And I tell you what, if you're getting into a sexist marriage because something is out of balance somewhere else in your life, you're going to have a problem. And that problem could end up being that person um, maybe going and having an affair, maybe getting into porn, there's going to be, have to be some other outlet. The stereotype uh, is that men want more sex than women. It's just kind of the way that we're made. But it's not always the case. Not always the case. We're finding more and more that women are wanting it more. Um, so it just changes, doesn't it? But that's what the books would say, that men generally... Yeah. Uh, other things that can go wrong with this priority thing is, uh, you, know, you know, scoring points used to be sort of the big deal. That, um, you know, I'd make you breakfast in bed and <laughs> I'd get some points, which meant that <laughs> maybe I was going to get late tonight. Uh, but the scoring points thing is, it's... <laughs> Really annoying. It's, um, hey, the scoring points thing is sort of getting things out of whack because the honouring part seems to be missing out of that. You're just doing this to get that. The other problem with the scoring points thing, or the person who's getting sex the least, say, or the least interested, tends to have the power in the relationship. To say, so when? you want sex? Well, I might want that. Or, oh, so you think you want sex? Well, no. <laughs> and, and that's they, not how God designed it. No, not how God designed it. So we're working through today with you about, hey, what would it be like if uh, sex was not just on Wednesday nights according to whatever those guys are called, uh, but, you know, something that we both love to do because we both love each other. We both uh, really just want to enjoy each other more. Yeah. And, and it just seems to work. It just seems yeah. to fit together. Marriage is a decision to serve the other person, whether in the bed or out. You got that? So it's a servant. It's well, not what you get, but what you give. So we want to really bring this in, including sex. Okay? And it could be that, you know... Um, Maybe things have got a bit, bit out of whack and, uh, you know, sex is not a priority. And for some people, it might actually be worth putting it on the calendar. Yeah. Just to offer, say, hey, listen, um, you know, let's, let's do something about this. Let's change our lifestyle. You know, again, man, we only get so many, we only get a few minutes to talk to you, but what else is going on around in our world that is causing us not to have sex? We're, we're busy working 12 hours a day, six days a week, yeah. haven't got time. Um, we've got young kids, and, that, and you're just wasted at the end of the day. Let's do something to, to put, put the, the love back in the marriage. So my one, your sex life, and we really want to stress that, is affected by seasons of life. Now, when we were first married, someone said to us, sex gets better and better and better. And you yeah. know, I think it did for many, 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 many years. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> that now we say your sex life is affected by seasons because I've met, I've come across different seasons in our life when we've had to change our um, priorities, change our way that we are focused on sex. Let's start here anyway. So newly married, newly married, 
new, I'm getting tongue-tied, newly yeah, no. weds. Oh. They understand about each other. That season, their bodies and desires and needs. It's an exciting time, and it does. It gets better and better and better. When you have a young family, that season of a young family, oh, my goodness, there's mortgages, there's careers to juggle, there's physical changes, there's the woman's body changes so much, but the man's doesn't and his needs doesn't. So, you know, we often, we had this couple in just recently, and they were frazzled. Does anyone remember that frazzled, or are you going through that frazzled stage where you can't remember the last time that you had a good night's sleep and juggling everything else, and then there's sex in there and date nights and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I want you to hang on in there because it's a season. It doesn't last, okay? You go through seasons. And then we, um, we have the season like the midlife crisis of teenagers. Oh, my goodness, don't they make a mix? Who's surviving teenagers at the moment in the mix? Now, that's... Like when we went through it, you have got to not separate. They are very good at bringing mum and dad apart and causing conflict in the marriage. But you guys have got to stay a team and you've got to take time out because you don't get as much time in the evenings together and things. They can bring conflict in. Um, and then you've got the empty nesters. Well, once the children leave home, the woman's sex drive suddenly picks up. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, hang in there. And woman, remember, he has needs, and don't give it all away to the children, your time and attention, because her needs do come back. And Cliff was like, whoa, you know, baby, you're wanting it all the time now, you know, like, so it does come back. Now we're into menopause, okay? Everyone sigh that's into menopause. Oh, you know, like, there's complete changes. Again, and you've got to change. You've got to adapt, and you've got to help each other go through those seasons. And in there, you've got more changes, and you've got to work at finding new ways of showing tenderness and, like, <laughs> tandem biking and focusing on, on each other. If, if um, I mean, that doesn't really go with sex. I'm sorry. That was sort of a little bit out there. But <laughs> yeah, we do. Have a tan and bike, but we've never done a naked. You've got let me an idea. <laughs> that actually came out all wrong. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> so I missed a sentence out that I was going to say, and then it sort of got. <laughs> Maybe you need more lubrication during those times and different things like that, not tandem bikes, but that could be a fun way of, of um, doing things together. Retirement, you know, like when you're 95, sex may not be up there quite up there, but maybe the focus then is on more closeness and sensitivity, tenderness, those are more important. But what I'm trying to say is that sex has seasons. Hang in there, they change and do it together well, okay? We got there. Good. <laughs> Having a quality, intimate relationship. Now, I want you to grab hold of those words. Quality, intimate relationship. Not just, let's have sex, baby. A quality, intimate relationship. Um, what we're talking about here is the smorgasbord of sex. You know, it's not always going to have to be this way. Not always just like that. But if we're going to have a quality, intimate relationship, it may mean that I'm doing this and doing this and doing this to create the scene, to set the scene, and, and in, in some particular fashion, 
And it ends up as us, us having a quality, intimate time together. I think what you're trying, what I'm hearing you say, baby, <laughs> <laughs> is that it always doesn't have to be a romantic encounter. Sometimes there can be quickies in there, and sometimes there can be longer periods. Sometimes you're exhausted at the end of the night, people are. And you just got to grab those moments. It's not all about... You know, sometimes I don't know why couples get so exhausted of the thought of sex, but it, can, it doesn't have to be a two-hour process every night. Does, does, do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a two-minute process either. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we can have a smorgasbord to enjoy. A little bit of that and a little bit. Does that sound good? Yep. The young, the uh, singles haven't run yet, so it's all right. <laughs> so, shall we... We want to make sex good. Sorry, you why finished? Is, why is makeup sex good? Oh, makeup sex. You know, so even on the smorgasbord is makeup sex. And we were thinking about this, you know, makeup sex after a good conflict can be so good. And it's because you've had that deep intimacy. If you've done it well, you've shared your heart. And there's that deepness. And you've been totally transparent. You've been seeking forgiveness and working things out, and then you're rejoining that total oneness again that God gives us to cement that oneness, that sex bond again. Does that make sense? In previous poems, that conflict says never. So you put except for makeup sex. Ah. <laughs> hey, but this is that what you're saying, Jenny, equals in my mind quality, intimate relationship. We're talking about being transparent with each other. Yeah. We understand each other. We've, we've got no secrets. In our relationship, yeah. there's no secrets. And yeah. all of that stuff, that transparency combines to equaling, maybe getting close to what God intended, that we're starting to just be totally intimate with each other. We have got no secrets, nothing, nothing. We, we, we bared everything. And, and we end up with this quality intimation. So, so that's where I'm heading with this is... You know, um, sex is a huge subject, and there's a lot of, lot of weird stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, sad stuff in a lot of marriages. But if we could learn, w what did God in intend with this? How did our relationship really meant to be? And if we can get to there, our sex is just going to just work, sweet as. So we're now going to give you, f with all that in mind, five keys to incredible sex. Are you ready? Righto. Yeah. Now keep in mind, this is general. You don't just go home tonight and go, yeah, number five, four, three, two, one, go! <laughs> this is in general, and, uh, and these, are, these are principles that work. Romance. Number one is romance. Romance is like a fire. You put fuel on the fire, that thing's going to grow. A fire by itself will just go out after time. So feed the fire of romance. If you want to get somewhere with this intimacy, it's no point of just coming, coming home tonight saying, babe, let's have sex. <laughs> Might work, but you know, in general, well, we're out, oh Jesus. In general, feed the fire of romance. That's what women love. In general, women love this thing. So romance, what, you hear, what I hear in you say is that romance is a build-up to sex, isn't it? And it starts in the kitchen during the day, it starts with your clothes on. It's the whole day, isn't it? Love language. Hopefully you understand what I'm talking about, about love language. Jenny's love language is touch. And so during the day, I'm, you know, I'm often just walking past you, just touching your hair or whatever. And it's not necessarily intentional because I want to get it tonight, but you know, her love language is touch. <laughs> that is. So I'm building that. I'm building, I'm building intimacy. I'm building romance with her. 
because I love her. Next, we need some foreplay. Now, foreplay is directly before sex, and it builds arousal. So you've got romance, which is an all-day affair, an all-day roasting of your woman or your man, but foreplay is directly before sex. Now, most men, they say, are formulaic. You do this, you do that, and you get that. Da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Is that right? So, it's really important for guys not to be so predictable, but it's also good for the woman to um, not respond negatively, like saying, oh, well, I know what you want. Okay, because that's a real downer for a guy. But guys need a bit of more variety, and women need to uh, be part of this whole pro progress. Men love it when women um, initiate, Absolutely. and um, it's not about them doing all the work. So, woman, so next time the man comes and does something a little bit um, predictable, maybe you could say, oh, I know what you want, except just wait, I'll go and put my miniskirt on, or I don't know, come up with some quirky thing, but um, <laughs> don't let sex become a routine. Mix it up, change your, p we say change your P's and Q's. So P's and Q's. Your position, your place, your frequency with a P, your quickness and your quietness. You know, change around. Don't do it in the missionary position every night for 29 years. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, so, <laughs> so, make it up. We need, foreplay needs to be a bit of fun, a bit of action, a bit of communication. And a bit of, uh, don't make it a guessing game either. Communicate with each other. What do you like? What do you like? What turns you on? Let your husband, let them know. Let your spouse know. It's not a guessing game. It's, it's fun. Make it fun. Enjoy. Have some foreplay. Time. Time. It doesn't mean that. It's nine o'clock. It's sex time. <laughs> no. Time. It's not business time. Now, again, um, statistics would say that men take approximately two minutes to have an orgasm, women approximately 12 to 14 minutes. So there's a time issue that we need to think about. Yeah. yeah. So time means that even during the day, I'm thinking about time. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to send her a text saying, babe, just, just wanting to know, I just really love you, and I just think you're awesome, and I'm just looking forward to making dinner for you tonight. Or, you know, I'm just adding this stuff in. Men's brains and women's brains. Some of you have seen this stuff uh, that Mark Gunga put out. Men's brains, women's brains. Men's brains, we're formulaic and we tend to think of one thing at a time. We just like to concentrate on one little box in our brain and that's what we think about. So when we get into sex mode, I'm thinking about sex. So and you're that's in the sex I'm box. I'm in the sex box and I'm thinking about, okay, this is going to be great. Women's brains operate differently. They think about all these other things all at one time. So I'm thinking about sex, and she's thinking about the kids' lunches tomorrow, the dress she's going to wear tomorrow, um, those friends she's going to meet, and she's got all this stuff going on. I'm just thinking sex, and I'm wondering why you're not responding. And she's, she's got all this stuff. So it takes time. We've got to work through that stuff. You know, she's different to me. And uh, so we've got to be thinking about how do I just work through this and just nurture you along so that you can just get all these things... Ticked out of off, my brain. Ticked off so that we can concentrate on, on, where we, on where we're going with this. And focus on each other. It's also about savouring the time too. Don't make it a two-minute affair all the time. 
It's a smorgasbord. But I mean, you know, like savoring what God's given you this time. Don't enjoy each other. Okay, don't rush. You know, it's, you need romance. We need foreplay. But you need time. And women particularly just need that time just to slow and to think about and empty their brains and to slow down. Fourth thing, privacy. Is it true, woman? Is there any yeses there? Yeah, yeah. Privacy. Women generally, more so than men, need to feel safe. And we talk to so many women, um, so many people about this issue, and we say, put a lock on your door. You know, like, well, this is what locks were invented for, because they say, oh, children might come in and all this, and it's like, it's like revelational, you know, like, there's, you mean you could leave your children outside? Absolutely, you know, lock the door, feel safe. Um, this is mummy and daddy time, um, and you can feel safe. Um, it's also we need to prepare the environment. Now, women particularly, but men as well, it's, it's fun to prepare so what about scent? The scent, maybe light some candles, perfume, massage oil, cleanliness. Do we need a shower before, you know, maybe that, you know. But the scent, what does it prepare the place that you're going to enjoy? S <laughs> sound, soft music, maybe sil silky sheets might help. And a place for a woman, particularly where she can't hear crying children. <laughs> Probably nothing more worse than for her to be turned off is to hear the children crying in the background. <laughs> Not very good for um, foreplay and intimacy. So someone has to deliberately select and prepare an environment for you to enjoy each other. You've got to be intentional. Okay, it doesn't just, just happen. If you want each other to enjoy each other over the years and all the different seasons, you've got to take the time, you've got to set the scene, and you've got to enjoy those moments and be intentional. Exclusivity. So I'm just going to draw a quick graph here about quality intimate relationships. Let's just talk about um, awesome, awesomeness versus uh, occasion. So we're drawing the sex graph of how things go in our sex life. I'm sort of coming along here. Are you talking men's or are you talking generally? Oh, I'm going to go generally. Okay. I don't know what he's going to draw. This is a bit scary. So, you know, look, uh, look the smorgasbord of sex, you know, you know, not all sex is off the chart. Up here. <laughs> but sometimes it is. And I think those times is when we've got it right with the, uh, the, with the quality, intimate relationship thing. Why put up with sex as sort of down around here somewhere when it could be up here? Because you put the effort in and you've got yourself focused, you've got the whole holistic approach right, and we're, we're, we're just humming. Things are going well. So the last one here, number five, exclusivity is a huge one. One man focusing on one woman, one woman focusing on one man. We're living in a society mm. that doesn't really like that idea. We're uh, smothered with movie options of you seeing anything going these days. And I fear for young people, before they're getting married, watching this stuff where they're seeing 
ridiculous sex happening instantly, and they think that's the way it should be. It's not the way it should be. The same thing happens, as I alluded to before, with if, uh, if the relationship is not working well and you're withholding sex from your partner, that partner may end up looking elsewhere. And we're going to get into porn. 80%, even of the statistics say, 80% of men, Christian or otherwise, are viewing porn. The statistics are huge and for, women, for yeah. youth. And women. Women, is, it's right up it's there really too. Not, near, up not near 80%, but climbing there. Yeah. So porn is a massive problem for our relationship. I'm looking for a quality, intimate relationship with my wife, and I'm looking at porn over here. Doesn't work. It's, it's, it's going to distract me. It's going to take me away from the quality, intimate relationship I'm looking for. You know, looking at, uh, at porn uh, takes a picture in your mind. It imprints in your mind. Yep. Tragically, for me, I, I have looked at porn when I was in the Air Force 36 years ago, and I, I, I'm not even wanting to think about what I saw then, but it takes flipping years to get it out of you. Because when you start looking at porn, and whether it's some sort of trashy novel or some movie or, uh, or a magazine... Your mind imprints on it. You see it and you imprint. We take a photo and we think, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then you take another photo and then another photo as you, as you look at all this different porn. Now, the problem with that is it imprints on your mind and then when you come together with your wife, you're thinking about something else. You're thinking about that position that you saw in that movie there or you're thinking about that magazine and you've got this crazy imprint going on while you're trying to have an intimate relationship with your wife it's going to dull that relationship. It's going to take your graph down, down here, of somewhere else. Porn is a big killer of love, possibly the biggest killer of love, and we've got to annihilate that. If we've got transparency in our relationship, she knows everything I see. She knows everything I do. She knows my mind. She knows my past. She knows my, what, what I'm up to right now. We've got a pretty good relationship going. 80%, it is, it is a killer. Please acknowledge that, that it is, a, it is a disaster. How to, you know, if you've been into porn, as so many people have been and are, you know, you can get out of that. But you're going to be left with imprints for quite a long time. You can't just, unless God removes them, you can't just get out of it fast. But you can start imprinting on your wife. All the time. Imprint, 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 imprint on her to try to cover over all the other garbage in the past. Yeah. So here we have five keys to incredible sex. Romance, foreplay, time, privacy, and exclusivity. And we, we want to give you time soon to um, talk about how do you think you're doing in this? You, in your book, you've got a couple of pages there, and we're going to take these singles away. And we want you to be honest. You know, we come up with couples that just can't talk about sex can't talk about what they want, what, what they need, what turns them on. And we've had to sit there with couples to get them even about how often they would, they would like to have sex. It's like a taboo subject that no one can talk about. So we, we want to give you time now to talk and to be honest and share your feelings and needs. And then we're going to come back and round off. 
Um, but there is, I just wanted to let you guys know, there's fun things for our dates. Dates can be so fun in there. We haven't even talked about dates and their romance. Um, but there's cool, we've got some love coupons down there and uh, that's one way to mess it up. We're going to be doing date boxes, uh, one free hug and kiss. There's all sorts of coupons you can put out there. We're doing this stuff because some people don't have a lot of ideas of how, and, to. Um, how to do a cool date or how to, how to set the scene or how to do something. And so uh, we've decided, well, let's just start producing things. So we're going to, uh, we've got a whole bunch of ideas and we're going to definitely produce the date box. Because uh, we asked all of our friends and family, yeah. Uh, what are some great dates you do? And man, the lame results that we got. I thought, wow, these guys don't know what could be. And so we're going to make those things. And uh, yeah, people can buy those and have fantastic dates. We've got some sensual romancing wax that uh, is amazing. This is the seriously fun side of the island. So this goes on any part of the body. Um, it's not like um, oil that's going to stain sheets or anything like that. We've, we put as many couples as we can onto it. So that's down at the back. We've got some of those. You did that without smiling, though. I <laughs> did. And um, we also, I'll just do this before we separate you off, before we bring you back. Seven essentials to um, a healthy marriage. And we cover in there our seven... Um, I am so hot. It's seven essentials, hot. seven keys, <laughs> seven tools. Uh, we've got in there uh, dates. great dates, um, an action plan for what to do after each subject Talking to, to reinforce that thing in you. So those are down the back too if you want to look. And these are all things to help you to go through romance, foreplay, time, privacy, exclusivity. Uh, there's conversation boxes down there. There's, there's things that need to help you to bond and bring intimacy into your relationship. So the time now is 3.31. Right, what we'd like you to do is um, take a face-to-face -face time break and in that little um, magazine, little, little booklet you've got there, the face-to-face -face time book, there's some questions there about sex which maybe you haven't talked about before. And uh, for those who are couples here, we would encourage you just to get together and, uh, and, and write down what you think. And then and share then them. Share. Um, singles and those uh, that either are here alone or are interested, don't have, or you can, you know, whatever. We're going to, where can we meet? Is there, is there a seat? Where maybe can we? There. Maybe out there? Yes, you know. No? In the auditorium. Uh, if you want to ask us questions, uh, if the ladies want to ask Jeannie's questions or guys want to ask me questions, fine. We're happy to talk about sex. Same thing for any of, our, any of your couples. You know, if you've got something kind of weird you want to talk about, well, well, well we're going so tomorrow. So. <laughs> we're actually, we are going to be around church tomorrow. Yeah, that after that. Yes, it's true. Yep. No one has to know. Right, so let's, we'll come back here at 10 to 4. We'll try and get you all back together again and finish off and pray for you guys and, and finish off the conference. But let's have 20 minutes now just talking through that material and anything else that you need to talk about that you haven't had a chance from your booklet. We're in the auditorium. Walk around.